Hi, my name is Jana Puisha and I'm a certified life coach, trainer and L&D and human resources professional and very much a self-development enthusiast. This podcast is about our ever-changing life because it's never just a simple straight line. It doesn't always have those predictable patterns and turns. Everything around us is a collection of repeating and evolving cycles. So this podcast attempts to explore the nuance of life. In this podcast, I will be sharing personal thoughts and stories based on my self-exploration, but also inspired by work as a life coach. Hi friends, and welcome to the Cycles of Life podcast. Hope you're good. So today I want to talk about mindfulness, meditation. What does that actually mean? How can we bring more of it into our life and what are the benefits, really? I thought to begin with, it would be good to start with actually talking about what is the difference between meditation and mindfulness. Because mindfulness and meditation, really, both of them are very much buzzwords right now. But I don't think people always re- realise what is the difference. So meditation actually is an umbrella term. It's a way how we can work our mind, really. It's the same as you exercise your body. So it's healthier. So it lasts longer. So it kind of carries you better. Meditation does the same to your mind. It's actually how we learn how our brain operates. How can we stop it from maybe going into very unhelpful cycles? It helps with anxiety management, loads of different things. So I've been meditating pretty regularly for probably the last five years now. I've been doing it daily for the last few months now as well. And honestly, it had a life-changing effect on me. But I'll talk about it in a bit. Different types of meditation are out there. You probably have heard of loads of them. So uh, visualisation would be one of them. Using a mantra. Walking meditation. So movement meditations. Different body scans. Sign meditation. And mindfulness. So it's one type of meditation. So what does mindfulness actually teach us? Mindfulness is all about how to basically stop that autopilot. Do you know when you just want to check the time on your phone and then an hour later you are still scrolling Instagram when you actually picked up your phone just to check the time? I know I've been there many times. So it's when our body goes on into autopilot. Another example would be when you're working, when you just log into email addresses because you need to send an email to somebody and then again half an hour later you're still reading your emails, you're replying to some insignificant ones or maybe you're going through all your newsletter subscriptions. Again, your body goes into kind of autopilot, not just your body, your mind as well. And actually that is important in our life. A lot of autopilot actually saves us a lot of time, kind of effort, same as like driving a car when you first start driving the car, it feels like the most intimidating task in the world. But then five years later, you'll literally just do that in autopilot because your body knows what to do, your mind knows what to do. So it's definitely a beneficial thing to have, but it can have a negative aspect to it. As I said, it can kind of catches you out. (laughs) You end up scrolling social media for half an hour on end, or you just do the same thing every day without actually acknowledging it. Is it something that you want to be doing anyway? So that's what mindfulness really teaches us. How can we stop that? How can we get out of it as well? And that's probably one of the biggest differences that I have noticed what kind of meditation and mindfulness has taught me. It's the I'm much more mindful about how I spend my time. And also I'm mindful about if I just get distracted, if I procrastinate, I can catch myself more easily and I can stop myself from doing this well if I want to. But actually what this goes into as well is the... That autopilot, obviously, that's what creates your habits. And then those habits, they trigger thoughts. 
then those thoughts more trigger even more thoughts, which ends up triggering yet more habitual thoughts. And that's how we actually lose control in our life sometimes. So we feel dissatisfied. We know that something is wrong, but we just carry on living the way we always have. And that's when if something small happens, we just snap completely. We can explode with emotion because actually been suppressing so much without realizing that as well. And again, that's what practice of meditation helps us to kind of unpick a little bit. I thought it'd be useful to kind of talk about how I go and go, got into meditation. So about five, six years ago, I had quite a bad accident. I scalded myself really badly. Um, like poured basically boiling hot water on my thigh by accident, obviously. But that left me pretty much bed bound for two weeks. But what was interesting about that accident is actually I was in a really bad state of mind at that time. I was very much kind of in a victim mentality, blaming everything outside me for how I was feeling instead of actually looking inside and thinking, what can I do about it? How can I change things about my life? And that's when that accident happened. I honestly think it was partially self-inflicted because I have that feeling, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you kind of wish something bad will happen to you just so you don't have to go to work. That's how I felt. And it's a horrible place to be in life. And that's when the accident happened. I realised, actually, I need to make some changes. I just cannot carry on living like this. It's not always easy just to go and change the job, is it? And actually, how many jobs do you need to change until you become happy? So that's when I start looking into different things. What can I do? Um, my sister mentioned that she was meditating. She was using the app Headspace. So I thought, cool, I'll give it a go. And that's how I got into that, to be honest. So just using it in the app, using guided meditations, which were very helpful. It kind of taught me the practice, taught me how to do it. I no longer use apps. haven't been using them for a few years now, but it actually it taught me how to do that. So that's probably, if anyone asked me how to start practicing, I would say that's really, really good way of doing it just using different apps. So there's obviously Headspace, there's an app called Cam, which is very popular. Both amazing, both really good. But also you can get loads of free guided meditations. You can get them on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, so many different places. If you just Google guided meditation, free guided meditation, there's loads of different things that can help you. Another big question that people normally ask is around the process. So how to actually, how do I need to sit? (laughs) What posture needs to be? So the best way of doing it is, of course, sitting, just because it keeps you kind of more awake. But some people do prefer meditating lying down, and that's absolutely fine. If that's you, amazing, go for it. I always fall asleep, like, every single time. So I don't really like meditating lying down, just because, yeah, I always end up snoozing a little bit. Ideally, you would want to sit on the floor, but you don't have to. You can sit on the chair. Again, ideally, you would want your spine to be kind of erect and straight. So don't lean on the back of your chair. Try to sit up straight. Uh, You can use meditation cushion. Um, I've bought mine a few months ago and it's been fantastic. I love it. I don't do the whole lotus pose because I just can't. (laughs) But you don't don't have to. And actually, that's one of the things people, when we talk about meditation or mindfulness, people think that you have to be like a little yogi sitting on a stone somewhere far away in a lotus pose, not moving for two hours. That is so not true. You can meditate any way you like. If I would say that I want to be a dancer and in my mind I would imagine that the only way for me to be a dancer is to be a fantastic ballet dancer performing in the top-notch theatres, which is not true. So yeah, it's much easier, much more accessible than we think. Um, The only thing that I would say though, uh, there's a lot of conflicting kind of advice. Lots of people saying that everyone should meditate and it's fantastic. 
Which is, however, if you do have some really serious mental health issues, it's probably not the best thing for you to do. Because actually, if your mental health and your kind of brain and thoughts is a very dark place already, you don't really want to be going back into that, is it? So yeah, that's when you definitely need uh, professional help. But for most of us, meditation will definitely make a lot of difference into our life. The easiest thing to do, I would say, it's kind of part of mindfulness as well, is start focusing on your breath, coming back into your body, focusing on your breath. You can count your breath, that helps. What helps me as well when I meditate, and actually that's another misconception as well, that people think that you just, the whole purpose is to clear your mind. It's not necessarily that, that. it's you want to still your mind, yes, but your mind is a thinking machine, is it? That's its purpose, that's what it's there for. So actually, it's really hard to achieve that state of not having any thoughts in your head. So don't chase it, that's not necessarily where we're trying to get to. What helps me is to visualise my mind as like a sky, an open sky, and thoughts are the clouds, they're just passing by. So when a thought pops into my head, I notice it, I say, oh yeah, that's a thought, and I just let it go. And then I go back to either my breath or I use mantra to meditate sometimes as well. That's the basics of it. And that's the most powerful thing to do really, because once you start recognising that actually you and your thoughts are two different entities, that everything that goes through your head is not necessarily you, it's just a thought that you picked up somewhere, you heard it from somebody else, you read it somewhere, you realise that actually you're much freer than what you thought you might be. Again, that's the biggest benefit of using mindfulness or meditation as well. And another probably important point when we talk about mindfulness and meditation is that don't necessarily wait for any specific results. It's definitely a journey, not a destination. Things do shift over time, but it doesn't happen instantly. And I know it's quite hard for us sometimes to accept that. I know for me is I'm a very impatient person. But just trust the process. And the longer you do it, the more difference you will notice. It can be very subtle to begin with, but then maybe once you've med- been meditating for a few months, you will look back and think, oh my God, actually, I have changed habits. I have changed the way I do things. Because all meditation practice actually has three parts. So the first part is the beginning. That's you getting yourself in that meditative state. It's your posture, it's the way your body is, it's your surrounding. Second part is actually doing it. So being in meditation, using your breath, using your mantra, whatever that is. And the third part actually is what happens after. And not just just when you finish the meditation practice. It's actually what happens in between meditation practices. What happens during the day? What happens in the evening? What happens during the night? So that's probably a very good way of thinking about meditation practice as three parts. So it's the beginning, it's actually doing it, and it's what happens after. So the benefits that I have noticed from regular practice is that I find it much easier to concentrate. So I don't procrastinate as much. I don't just scroll things for ages without doing what I'm actually meant to be doing. If I'm really scared of something, so that's what also I've realised as well. So I procrastinate if I'm scared of something, of doing a task. Um, I sometimes have a bit of a phone anxiety, so I might be, there might be a phone call that I need to make, but I don't want to make it. And that's when I procrastinate, or it's a new project that I'm kind of scared of doing. Again, I start to procrastinate. So now I can catch myself. I know when I start doing it, and it's like, Yana, okay, <laughs> something is not right here. Let's stop. Let's rethink. Another benefit as well as recognising, I know I've mentioned this, but for me it was very powerful, is that I'm not my thoughts. And that was kind of life-changing. That actually what is in my head, it's not who I am. So what I've maybe been telling myself 
for years. It simply isn't true. It could be something that somebody else told to me, that I've heard somewhere, that I've created for some reason. And that was the most powerful benefit that I have noticed. And also reduced anxiety. I'm naturally quite an anxious person. And actually meditation helped me to reduce anxiety. I've noticed what changed in me was that now I actually address issues instead of just letting them snowball into something huge and massive and and scary. If I feel a bit anxious now, I try to understand why, where is it coming from? And because I kind of learned to listen to myself better, I find it easier to do. So now I know I actually am anxious because I have to do something in a few hours or I've heard something or I've read an anxiety-inducing post on Instagram, and now I can actually do something about it. But with this as well, actually, a disclaimer would be that therapy helped here as well. So last year, I spent a few months in in therapy. That really helped me to unpick a lot of stuff that was kind of in my mind, but I also felt very stuck in those thoughts, which I will talk about at some point as well about therapy, because I think that's a very important question. So another thing that I wanted to touch on is spirituality in that aspect because I know loads of people think that mindfulness and meditation is spiritual practice and yes absolutely it can be I mean most of um, religions in the world will have some sort of meditation involved in it anyway but it doesn't have to be so if you're a person where you find spirituality maybe scares you or you're just completely against it that's absolutely fine think about meditation and mindfulness as the workout for your mind It does not have to be a spiritual practice. It can grow into that over time. Or maybe that's something that you crave already. So for you, you, you're going into meditation and mindfulness with the thought that actually you want to be focusing on spirituality. That's absolutely fine, but it doesn't have to. So don't feel scared. Don't feel like you (laughs) end up chanting OM all the time and believing in chakras and reincarnation and all of that. It doesn't have to be that way. It's your life. It's your choice. So yeah, if this sounded interesting... Um, There's a few books that I could recommend, which are brilliant. I've really enjoyed reading them. But also, uh, please subscribe to this podcast because I will be talking about meditation mindfulness more in the future. I'm currently actually going through um, a meditation teacher training with the Meditation Centre. So I should be finishing in about September, October time. And my plan is to either do the meditation classes, um, potentially online, or maybe do kind of guided meditations as well. So if you're interested, it will be coming at some point. But yeah, so I just wanted to finish up with some good book recommendations for you. So really, really good one is the one called Mindfulness and it's written by Mark G. Williams. Fantastic. Breaks it down very simply. There's actually, so the book is eight book system as well. So if you're very new to mindfulness, Or maybe if you're not, but you want to kind of make it into a regular practice, I strongly recommend the book. Very easy to read. I'm I'm reading it on my iPhone, so I just bought it in iBooks. And if you do that, they actually there's inbuilt guided meditations as well, which is fantastic. So yeah, big fan of that. Another one is uh, called Deep Meditation: Pathway to Personal Freedom. It's written by Yogani. Is a bit spiritual, so if you very, very uncomfortable with that. Maybe skip this one, but it's amazing. Again, very easy to read. It kind of goes over a same subject a few times, so it kind of keeps repeating itself. But it's actually, I find it really powerful because when you finish reading the book, you walk away with a very good basic knowledge about meditation and how it can serve you as well. And another one really good is called Modern Mindfulness. So it's written by Rohan Guna. 
Tilaki. I'm really sorry if I'm mispronouncing that because I probably am. Um, I will link all the books at the bottom so you can find them in the show notes. Again, really good, easy to read. Loads of different um, practical exercises they can do in day-to-day life. And then the final one is called The Science of Meditation by Daniel Goleman. Really good, quite hard to read. So this one is actually all about all different research that has been done around meditation and there has been quite a lot in the last uh, few decades and actually how meditation has actual changing effect on our brains so it changes our brain waves it changes our structure of our brain so actually the more you meditate the more your brain changes which i think is absolutely fascinating so yeah if you find this interesting please get in touch um would love to know what you thought Um, And also, if you have any questions, feel free to do that. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll chat to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean a world to me if you rate this podcast. If you're using an Apple podcast app, all you need to do is just scroll a bit down and hit those five stars. Also, don't forget to subscribe. That way you will not miss future episodes. And if you have any questions or maybe you have topic suggestions or maybe you would like to be a guest on this podcast, feel free to get in touch through my Instagram or email. And my my account will be linked in the show notes. And of course, if you're interested in working with me, all information is on my website.